Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? Well, radio has been called theater of the mind. So let's tell a story with sound effects. Wow, it's like I was in the story. Almost makes me forget this was supposed to be about saving big with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hey there, I'm Lance Bass, and this is Chip. For more than 100 years, American Humane has been on the front lines protecting animals in times of crisis. From Pearl Harbor to 9-11, the California wildfires, and the coronavirus pandemic, American Humane Rescue has provided life-saving assistance for animals in virtually every major national disaster. If you're anything like me, your pets mean the world to you. And if disaster strikes, you want to keep them safe. To prepare for an oncoming disaster, ensure your pet has secure and up-to-date identification. And if you must evacuate, remember to take your disaster preparedness kit with you. To learn more about disaster planning and how to keep your best friends safe, please visit AmericanHumane.org. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. 800 998 If you'd like to chime into the conversation, Dennis Allen. In 28 minutes, will be introduced as the Saints' 11th head coach in franchise history. 230 presser by the team. Pelicans have traded for C.J. McCollum. The Cole has to come in. The dotted I's, the cross T's, but it's been agreed upon. Blazers will get Josh Hart, Sadaransky, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Dini Lozada, the 2022 protected first-round pick, and two second-round picks. Pelicans will receive C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., Tony Snell. McCollum, 40% three-point shooter. Jake Madison bringing up a number that he thinks we should remember. 34% is a shooting range from long distance on unassisted three-point shots. In other words, he has the ball, he pulls up, he shoots and scores. 34%. 34%. He's a 40% overall three-point shooter. He mentioned that 34% number for a reason. No one on the Pelicans is above 20%. Most of the threes made are, you know, catch and shoot, things of that nature. He's talking about, I have the ball in my hand. I'm dribbling. You got me some space. Awesome. I'm taking the three. That's going to create space. That's going to help the offense a lot. Cajun Go, before I come to you, I do want to play Garrett Temple because Andrew Lopez chimed in last hour and says Temple and McCollum have a very close relationship, not only with the Players Association, but also coming from the Blazers. So this is what he had to say on CG, uh, CJ, and then I'll go to you. Great guy. CJ is a really good guy, um, you know, top-notch individual off the court, uh, obviously a great basketball player on the court. 
uh, well, personality-wise, he's a he's a, <clears throat> a leader, um, very cerebral guy. Um, he's he's going to give you all some good good quotes. You know, he's a, a journalism major, so he, he's smart smart in that aspect. But he's a guy that I think can 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 fit in our in what we're going to be doing here. And uh, if, if that's official, then we're going to welcome him in. So that was C.J. McCollum on that, and I mean, I'm sorry. Garrett Temple on that. Here's Devontae Graham. He's going to be sharing the ball back there in the backcourt with him. His thoughts on him? Just super talented. Um, I mean, he got everything in his bag. Uh, obviously, he, he's a level player. He's going to bring extreme, extremely good offense and, you know, take a lot of pressure off B and, you know, those one-on-one situations, extremely efficient in those situations. So, um, he's gonna be he's gonna be a huge help for us as soon as he gets here. How do you think you play off of him? I mean, I'm, I think it just makes everybody else's job easier. Like I said, me, B, whoever's on the court with him is gonna be pretty much open because you know he attracts so much attention defensively, just like Bi, and he's a willing passer and playmaker. So um, this is gonna make everything easier for everybody. Kenji Gill, thank you for giving us a call, sir. Thoughts on Dennis Allen as the new head coach, and thoughts on the CJ McCollum trade? What do you got? Um, I'm okay with the Dennis Allen hire. I can understand it. Uh, I still probably would have hired Benemy, but if, uh, the way everybody's talking and I didn't know his contract was up, if we can get him as an offensive coordinator, that's great too. Uh, so I, I'm good with that, but you know me, man. I'm more about these Pelicans right now. The Saints mm-hmm. ain't doing nothing right now. I love this trade, Gus. We were talking about this on the radio yesterday, and man, this guy just, I liked him. I mean, a lot of people was like Fox and this guy. I like this guy because he's a veteran. And okay. out of all the veterans that you could have got, I think you got the best one that fits this team and maybe even going to fit this city very well. So I also like that, but I, I was really shocked in the trade. I thought it was just going to be McCollum that we got Larry Nance Jr., in which you've been hearing him in yeah. trade rumors for us for a while, and you also got Snell. Both those guys play really well, Gus. Those are not – you're not getting junk guys out of those two guys. So if you were to take the three guys – I'm going to ask you this question, and I, I want to get your answer on sure. it. The three guys that the Pelicans gave up – or four guys that the Pelicans gave up to the three guys that the Pelicans got, which one is a better rotation? But am I? Can I say this? You have more knowns in the other guy? Does that make sense? The other guys, like, you, you know what you're getting with the Blazers, guys. Does that make sense? Like, I, I know yeah. sort of what I'm getting. In, in 37 games this year, Larry Nance, he's averaging 6.9. You may say that, okay, but he's 51% from the field, 30% from three, 65% from the free throw line in 37 games played. So, you know, he doesn't have a, a ton of, like, double-digit points. He's only averaged that once in his career, and that was with uh, Cleveland in 19 and 20. But he's 96. Again, it helps off of your bench. But I'm looking at that field goal percentage – and, you know, it's 52, 52, 58, 60, 55, 52, 53, 47, 51. Um, and, and, and he's six, seven, a little size, perhaps. And, and look, I, I just think I, I love Nikhil Alexander Walker. We thought he was going to take that jump this year to give him every opportunity to start. Um, he's just inconsistent. I, I think losing Josh Hart, he does so much for you. Rebounding, passing. I really thought he played incredible this year. That is a loss. That said, we saw recently in this three-game win streak, Cajun Goat, you know who we've seen that we hadn't seen in a while? Because of 
um, Billy Hernan Gomez being out because of COVID, Najee Marshall. And, and we, yeah. I, not that you forgot, but you saw what made Najee get a contract at the end of last year, rebounding, playing defense, making some shots, you know, doing so while you're losing some young assets and you're losing a guy like Josh Hart, you know what else this also does? It opens up, hey, Trey Murphy, you, you showed a little signs here every now and then. Maybe this opens up that opportunity for you to, to step up and, and step in in your eight to 10 minutes a night or something like that, if you can get to that. So I'm excited to sort of see where this team sort of transitions from that, you know? And again, when those guys like Murphy and them will be on the court, you, you more than likely will have Devontae Graham running the point. You see what I'm saying? And that's a guy that's, he was been your starter right now. So this could be sets obviously where you're going to have both of them on the court, but at the same time, if you need to run with that second unit, you, you you got a guy that was running your first unit, if that makes any sense to you. Yeah, and I can I can sit back and say the same thing about Josh Hart and and Naw, but I also can sit back and say the last two games that those guys was in there, and Devontae Graham actually, mm-hmm. they've been turnover kings. The biggest yeah. problem with this team is turning the ball over. You could put out a tremendous hustle, you could put out a tremendous effort. But if you're killing yourself on both sides of the score, if you're doing one good thing on one side and you're doing one bad thing on the other, it knows itself out, Gus. Uh, but I want to, I want to first say, uh, 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 that, you know, I'm going to miss those guys because I like the effort they put out and everything, but they were, they wasn't really giving you much of anything, uh, in the games that they were playing. That's why you have the records you have. Okay. So you have some guys that's actually probably been in the league longer than the, two of the guys that you're sending out and that has a little more experience, which right. we don't have a lot of on this team. Yep. And I think that can help the culture of the team too. CJ McCullough is just going to be totally transformational for this team and BI. BI's you think BI is lighting it up now. Wait with a good point guard. You see what he does whenever um, mm-hmm. just the, the, the great play that um, Alvarado gives him. Yeah. He's much better when mm-hmm. Alvarado's in the game when he's setting yeah. him up. And here's, you know, I think, the uh, other thing element to, to your point that you bring it in, too. Dame Lillard's the, the ticket seller. There's the guy, right? Now, that CJ isn't. He's a very well-respected player in the league. But, uh, you know, so I, I still think Brandon can still – this is his team right now, right? And then when Zion comes in, it can still – I think it's, it's a perfect fit from this aspect of it. Who better to know, hey, I got guys to dish the ball to and it's going to help, and I think it's going to help him eventually if – Zion plays. You're going to have to pay attention to him. If Brandon's making shots, you're going to have to pay attention to him. So I think at the end of the day, when you look all the way around, um, he's probably sitting there going, maybe I'll have more options and, and things of that nature. So I, I think the potential for this to be like you're saying, one heck of a trade is there. Got to get you know who on there. Oh, yeah, I agree with you, Gus. He's got to come back, but. <laughs> He comes back. You're going to be up in the top, top five, top four because I don't, I don't see you losing many games. This team is playing very well right now, Gus, mm-hmm. and it's just the shooting that's been killing them. Yeah. And now you bring in shooting the shooting aspect to it. So yeah, this team. I, I really think with this trade, this team is trying to go way past the tent. They don't want to be in a play-in game. They want to. They want more than that. And the way Willie Green coaches these guys up, man, I gotta say, Willie Green is the glue. Willie Green is what's going to make it happen or not happen, but Willie Green will have make it happen the way this guy's coaching. And uh, that needs to be recognized, and he should be up for, like, coach of the year this year. I don't care what anybody says. 
I, I, like I said, I, I think it's one of those things that I'm interested in seeing when it all, I guess, get eventually put together. In the meantime, while you do wait for Zion, to your point, I think you plug him in play, and I think it, it absolutely helps right then and there to how this team is sort of still playing. Now, again, obviously you're missing Hart's rebounding, his effort. I mean, the guy started for the most part of the season. Is that something you give to Najee? Do you keep Graham and McCollum up there with her? I mean, I, it'll be interesting to sort of see the rotations in that learning process, like Andrew Lopez sort of said. But look, man, you're in the 10th spot right now. I don't know if you can catch the Lakers and move forward and all that other stuff, but I brought up Memphis at that three spot. The main difference, as Andrew said, they got Ja more games than not. And, you know, if you if you can get your guy back, why can't they be competitive next year? To, to that level, you know? Yeah, I, I agree, Gus. I think they can be competitive this year. And and the thing with Josh Hart, and I understand what you're saying with the rebounding and all that, that he gives you a lot of rebounds, but he's also taking them from guys that were getting them anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and and I understand the effort and everything, but how many times have we watched a game and we've seen Josh Hart in a crucial situation, and I, I, and I love the guy, don't get me wrong, yeah. but in a crucial situation, make bad decisions. He makes a lot of bad decisions. You know, and if you're going to trade him off for a guy like a C.J. McCollum, there's no looking back on it. And you have guys that's rebounding. I'm going to tell you, Trey is a good rebounder. Herb, who we have not talked about yet, is a great rebounder. He rebounds the ball very well. Even offensively, I think he might he might be close to Josh Hart numbers offensive rebounds, if not better. And so you have that rebounding. You have those intangibles with the team never had before. What I like that we talk about every season when I call you, Gus, is mm-hmm. that we get so mad that the coach never plays these young guys. And I am so excited, and I think that's the excitement in this in watching them this year, is that we get to see these guys. With the other coaches, we would have never seen Trey Murphy. Maybe Herb Jones doesn't even get off the bench, Gus. Yeah. So we get to see everything. We got to see that Sato needed to leave. We got, you know, all this stuff, man. And, and, and that's why I think this trade works because you have a guy that's going to find the right rotations. And we always talk about rotation every year I call. We talk about, man, that's a horrible rotation. I don't know what those, even at the beginning of the season when he didn't get it together. And I'm going to apologize to Willie Green because, man, you got together now. I like how you try different things. You're using guys in different ways and you're finding how they're good. Now you get a little more focused get a little more vision on what this team can be. And Gus is freaking exciting, man. I hear Cajun Goat, man. Appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing what the game is tonight. And maybe, right. Have a great day, um, man. For sure. The reaction of the, of the crowd over at the Smoothie King Center. First of six games in a row. The next road game will not be until February 25th. The first game after the All-Star break. Let me quickly tell you, of course, about DraftKings. Um, the big game. It's Sunday. The official sporting uh, sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56 is DraftKings Sportsbook. So now you can place a bet in Louisiana using DraftKings Sportsbook and they want to give new customers a special offer. You don't want to miss out. Bet five bucks or more on any playoff team and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. So either the Rams or the Bengals and that's what you get. Um, try the same game parlays. I know a lot of my friends have done that as well. What you do is you combine multiple bets from the same game for bigger payouts. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. It's safe, secure, reliable. You can deposit, withdraw that cash whenever you want. Make sure you use the code LaRose, L-A-R-O-S-E, to get 56 to 1 odds on any team. So you bet 5 bucks, you win 
280 in free bets when they win. Promo code LaRose, the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Coming up next, Mr. Ali Kosell from the Bird Rights on ESPN New Orleans. The NFL season all comes down to this. Super Bowl 56 with the Rams taking on the Bengals. To celebrate, FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking all customers up with a risk-free same-game parlay. New and existing customers can place any same-game parlay of three legs or more on the Super Bowl, and if you don't win, FanDuel will refund you. Same-game parlays combine multiple bets from the same game into one wager for bigger payouts. Build your parlay your way with spreads, money lines, totals, Super Bowl props, and more. I like Joe Burr to go over 276.5 yards in this game. I like the matchup with Burrow against the Rams defense. I also like Odell Beckham Jr. to go over 63 and a half receiving yards in the big game. I love betting with FanDuel because they're the market leader, America's number one sports book. You also get fast payouts in as little as two hours. Already have an account? Just place your risk-free same-game parlay before the Super Bowl to qualify. New customers, join today with promo code KLRZ to enjoy 56 to 1 odds on either team to win the Super Bowl. You can turn a $5 bet into 280 in cash. That's promo Promo code KLRZ on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Must be 21 and over and present in Louisiana. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Come on, what are you waiting for? Pick up the phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengat. Always a pleasure when Mr. Ali Kosell joins us here, especially on a day like today. A lot of excitement, man. At O-L-E-H-K-O-S-E-L, Ali Kosell, editor-in-chief of the Bird Rights. Ali, good afternoon to you, sir. How are you? Good afternoon, Gus. I, and I'm ready for a nap. <laughs> <laughs> you say that, but dude, you keep tweeting with lots of exclamation marks. Why is this a good day for Pels fans? Well, first of all, let's start right with the obvious. The Pelicans may now have a new big three in New Orleans, and they grabbed the piece that was vitally missing, a lead guard that can knock down the outside shot and do a lot of other things on offense in C.J. McCollum. I mean, look, I don't have to tell anybody that watches the games regularly. Pelicans are a terrible, honestly, three-point shooting team with the guys that they have, and that area needs to improve. If you look at the best teams in the league, there's usually a pretty good correlation that you have to shoot the ball well to win a little bit more games in this league. So I think this is just a wonderful deal, and it came at a decent cost, right? I mean, you're going to miss Josh Hart. There's no doubt about it. He brought so much to this New Orleans locker room, not only on the court but off of it as well. And he was instrumental in helping, I think, what we're seeing is this culture change, right, under Willie Green's uh, tenure. So there's there was a cost there, and you're going to probably miss Nikhil, watch him blow up somewhere else. But like I said, the price you had to pay to improve vastly at a position of need. You know, Ali, I mean, that's the thing, obviously. You can't 
you can't expect to get somebody that's going to help you like that or, or makes $30 million a year and not have to give up some assets from that standpoint. I keep bringing up something that you tweeted earlier today in the three areas that you think C.J. McCollum will immediately help and in three areas that the Pels were very deficient or low in the in the rankings mm-hmm. in the league. Yeah, and uh, that is something I've been looking at all season. Um, and it usually occurs in the Pelicans, of course, in their set offense. So when they're not getting out in transition and running, as we've seen, they have difficulty scoring. And it comes with the three most basic type of uh, plays as well. So, yeah, ISO ball. Everybody laments it, but there's times when that shot clock's coming down and for whatever reason, you either don't have time to run a play or it didn't work, that you've got to have a guy that can beat somebody one-on-one. And they're worse in the league collectively as a group. C.J. McCollum, like he is with the other two spots that I'm going to mention, he's usually excelled over the course of his career in these areas. So a major patchwork where also he's going to help you spot up shooting. And that's, that's just a given, right? Such a dead-eye three-point shooter, one of the best that we've seen over this past decade. And in pick and rolls. I mean, that is the offense of choice for most teams and a real quick go-to. But the Pelicans have been very poor in it, right? The pick-and-roll ball handler we saw with Lonzo Ball, and now we're seeing with Devontae Graham. They're just not built to execute it well. And what you got to be able to do is, of course, shoot the ball well, but not be afraid to drive it and or make a play for somebody else to get an assist. Now they have that guy in CJ. Ali, one of the things, obviously, that we we heard this morning from Devontae Graham, he, he generally seemed excited, think it's going to make things a lot easier for everyone else here as well. You just mentioned a couple of areas that's going to happen. But that, that impact that I think he's going to have, we, we, we hear that phrase, more space, more more room to, to work with. But I also think that the threat of him scoring, right? Jake Madison brought up the number that stood out to him, 34% unassisted three-point makes by C.J. McCollum. No one on the Pels is above 20%. In other words, I when he brings the ball up the court, I have to treat him as a threat. How does that then help Brandon with his game, Jonas with his game? Yeah, gravity is the biggest thing in having the floor space for teams. And so what I mean by that is you've got to have a certain guy that's going to pull a defender or two way out of their normal position of wanting to be closer right to the lane of being able to give help to his teammates when something breaks down. And teams, they've generally been able to do that against this New Orleans team. Um, so that's made, of course, the lanes much tougher to uh, maneuver through for Brandon Ingram. And we've seen it with Zion Williamson in the past. And you know Jonas Valanciunas likes to operate down there. And, you know, frankly, a lot of Pelicans, they like to get inside that paint and score. I mean, that's been their bread and butter this season, honestly. So it's been difficult, though, that the sledding. But now that you've got a guy that can really keep at least, like I said, one defender out there, and potentially two with CJ, especially if he gets hot. Well, suddenly Brandon Ingram, he's not going to be staring at four sets of eyes or however many it is from you know, game to game, because that's what he has been facing out there alone without Zion and without a legitimate floor spacing guard next to him. But that's about to change. What about on the defensive side? We heard a lot about the offensive side. What kind of defensive player is C.J. McCollum? I would call him average to below average. Look, he, he's a little bit older now. He's on the wrong side of 30, but he was never quick a foot of where he can stay with just about anybody in this league at his position. Um, but what he does do is he's a smart and intelligent player. And I've seen him make plays in the past where kind of in the mold of J.J. Redick, they know exactly where they should be in schemes. So they're going to give you the right amount of help. But he's also going to play tendencies with his opponents, right? So he's going to force him 
to go to his weak side or a non-favorable part of the floor. All those things kind of help, right, in terms of stopping an opponent. So I think CJ can do all that, but he's going to mesh well because look at the line that's going to be behind him, right? Mm -hmm. Not only do you have Herb Jones, but this emerging Jackson Hayes. So if you've got guys that you know are going to have your back, well, suddenly CJ is going to feel like he's left on an island. Suddenly his defense, right, on the perimeter isn't going to be as glaring. His only real responsibility is going to be make sure, of course, that he closes out well, right? You don't give up those three easy points out there from three-point range. Let me ask you this. Um, when you when you consider what what Garrett Temple said as well about who he is as a person and things of that nature, man, I we've seen, and, and there was a reason, Ali, we had so many calls yesterday be like, hey, I don't know if I want to trade anything at all. We, they, they've loved what Willie Green's been able to assemble with these guys and how they play for one another. When you look at how Portland ended the last era before they hired Chauncey Billups and what's happening now with Chauncey and everything, and I almost feel and wonder if this is going to be looked at by C.J. McCollum as, hey, kind of a breath of a fresh air here. Got some young and hungry guys that, that want to win. I've been in the postseason, and I wonder what the Willie Green effect will be with him. There's no doubt. I have firm belief that he's going to come in here with at least an open mind because he saw the writing on the wall. It wasn't just that he got traded today, but he knew this was coming. I mean, his name has been in rumors, you know, for the last couple of years, right? Do, do he and Lillard work together? Because, look, Portland usually doesn't go very far in the playoffs. So he was obviously going to be the piece that was always dangled. Well, I had heard that this summer that, you know, that, that really became much more of a reality on leaving Portland. So I think he was prepared from that uh, mindset. But you're right. He's coming to a situation where, honestly, now he's not going to have to suffer through what obviously is going to be a tanking season for a team. Instead, he's coming to a team that is buyers at the deadline. And, of course, they've been trending upwards, right, 20 and 20 in their last 40 games. And they haven't even had their best player in the court yet. So from that standpoint alone, for a guy that's as competitive as CJ, he's got to love the opportunity to still play meaningful basketball for the rest of the year. Um, one of the things that um, uh, uh, the listener here, General D, was saying, uh, the DeMar DeRozan effect, can CJ sort of be like that? Yeah, you can absolutely see it because, look, by himself, he's not a guy that can, you know, completely dictate a game, right, like a LeBron James or a Kevin Durant. But when you surround him with other good players, boy, is he going to shine. Because if he's stuck in a lot of one-on-ones, or just the focus is usually generally elsewhere on an opponent's uh, uh, scouting report, like it will be once Zion gets back. Because, you know, Zion and B.I. are still going to be ahead of him in terms of threats out on the floor. That CJ is going to have so much more freedom to operate, and he's going to be able to flourish, kind of like DeMar DeRozan has with all those weapons he's surrounded by in Chicago. So, yes, absolutely. I could see, you know, CJ really kind of taking off because he, he hasn't had the best of years this year. Right. I mean, I know he went through missing 18 games with that collapsed lung, but his shooting percentages were down even before that injury. But I think this should prove some kind of, you know, kind of an inspiration to him. And like I said, it's going to be easier out there for him once he learns the plays and learns his teammates. We can't control the national narrative, Ollie. <laughs> I mean, like, it is what it is. Never. I know. Um, but I said this in hour one. I even brought it up to, to Andrew and I'll bring it up to you as well. I, it's getting harder and harder. To, I guess, make the case that they don't care. Jake put it up there in Twitter there as well. Like, don't let anyone say that New Orleans or the Pelicans don't care about winning or New Orleans doesn't care about basketball. Dennis Allen is being introduced in two minutes. I've gotten more calls about the Pelicans today. Like, I'm not saying call only on the Pels. Um, 
And, and, and that's not a recent trend, Ollie. I think the city is ready to kind of embrace and kind of see it. And I think it starts with Willie. And I also think at the same time, though, I almost get a sense and feeling from the fan base of put up or shut up with Zion, which again, gotta wait to see him get on the court and, and be healthy and stuff, though. But look, I, I see what Memphis is doing. They're the third seed. And the big difference between that team and this team is their star player, per se, in quotes, is on the court more. So why can't New Orleans next year be a team like Memphis that isn't playing for playing spot? They're they're playing for a top four seed. I couldn't agree more. Look, when Zion's healthy, everybody knows that he's one of the biggest threats out there. I mean, he's a given twenty seven points on incredible shooting, that impact from game to game. Those those guys are so few and far between. And then when you add him with, with teammates that fit, the sky's the limit. Like I said, look at what Brandon Ingram has been able to accomplish, which I think he's having the finest year of his career, but yet he doesn't have a true legitimate you know, star next to him. I mean, I know Valanciunas is good, putting up usually very good numbers, and he's had timely um, contributions from his teammates, somebody always stepping up, whether it's Herb Jones or Devontae. But look, it's stars that make this league go around. And when you have now two, and potentially really you can almost say three, and you combine it with what has transpired in this locker room, it's incredible. Willie Green, for him to be able to hold this team together after that 1-12 start, that morphed into 3-16, and 16, it just speaks volumes to me that everybody bought in, and now they're getting to enjoy fruits of their labor. And, boy, I have never seen this entire team have as much fun. I mean, when have you seen Brandon Ingram smile this much, Gus? So, yeah, I yeah. think fans of this city have absolutely every right to be ecstatic, and you see it on social media. In years past, I never saw this kind of excitement, <laughs> even during that last playoff stretch, right? So, yeah. no, something's definitely changing everywhere. Yeah, I agree, man, and I'm excited about tonight. Uh, starting the six-game homestand, let's see. You might be shorthanded, obviously, not having Josh Hart and kill Alexander Walker as well, and even Sato. Mm-hmm. Poor Sato. He, um, I, we'll do the all, the starting five <laughs> between him, Bledsoe, and other players that uh, – Fans just love to complain about during games. But anyway, Ali, thank you so much, man. Go enjoy the game tonight. As always, you can follow Ali Cosell on Twitter, O-L-E-H-K-O-S-E-L. And he's the editor-in-chief of At The Bird Rights. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. Quick break. We come back. Open phone lines on the Sports Hangover at ESPN New Orleans. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. Welcome to Allstate, where we bring it all together. And bundling your home and auto is good, right? And it saves you up to 25%. It all comes together. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Bundled savings discounts will vary by state. Saving up to 25% is a countrywide average of savings off the home policy. Combining the multiple policy discount for having auto insurance with Allstate and the welcome discount savings at enrollment. 
CSX Transportation is an industry leader on the move. The railroad company has immediate openings for freight train conductors. Join the CSX team and start your paid-on-the-job training today, earning nearly $25 per hour with no degree required. If you're safety-focused with a passion for great service, you've got what it takes to move your career forward at CSX. Apply at CSX.com slash careers. That's CSX.com slash careers. CSX is an equal opportunity employer. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Tom Brady announced on Instagram that he's officially retiring from the NFL. I'm not one that says he's the greatest of all time and this, that, and the other, because I enjoy Montana. I enjoy Brady. I, I don't get caught up in he's better than him. Why not just enjoy the, the beauty of what he has accomplished in those 22 years and say that we witnessed it? GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back, Sports Hangover. Mickey Loomis has just stepped up to the podium as he is giving his thoughts. And he will be introducing Dennis Allen as the franchise's 11th head coach. Be interesting to see, uh, the answers that he provides, perhaps some vision and maybe where this, his staff is going to sort of, um, go here as well. As I've been saying earlier in the show and gotten a lot of the callers here as well. I'd love to see Eric B. Enemy as the offensive coordinator. I, I don't know if he'd be willing to do that. His contract expires though this year with, with Kansas City. So he's available. Um, I think elevating Chris Richard. From secondary's coach to defensive coordinators, the D.C. and Seattle, Legion of Boom. Secondary this year, I thought was pretty solid. Marcus Williams had a solid season. I mean, you see the play of Paulson Adebo, Chauncey Garner Johnson, and I've said this several times. I, I legitimately think this was the best season overall for Marshawn Lattimore. I don't ever remember him being a threat tackling like that. I can't think of many... Yak yards he gave up this season. If he gave up a completion, Seaver went down. I, 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 I think not only does it make sense from both perspectives, um, I think it maybe brings energy as well. I think that secondary, that defense would love. Chris and obviously Dennis will have a voice in that. And I also think it's in, it's intriguing as the reports came out yesterday that Dennis Allen's going to make substantial changes on the offensive side. It's fine with me. Um, I do think you keep Curtis Johnson. I like Curtis Johnson, what he does with the receiving core. And I am interested to see what he does at offense coordinator. The reason I bring up the enemy is because, again, he's interviewed for 20 teams in the last four years. 65% of the league. There's 32 teams. And he hadn't gotten offered a head coaching job. I You wonder, right or wrong, if it's fair or not, if people think that he is a play caller. Is he not? Is he capable of doing it? Can he run an offense or not? I mean, again, I've brought up before, it's not just me, it was brought up this morning, Keyshawn Johnson and others on ESPN, too, about the fact that 
You have guys like Mike McDaniel, and I get it. Everybody, including Roy, Super Dolphin fan. I mean, apparently the the smartest man in pro football. I get it, but I never thought about him when the 49ers did offense as Kyle Shanahan. With the Rams, it's Sean Pretty Boy McVay, right? Yet his OC, Kevin O'Connell, is now the head coach at Minnesota. Nathaniel Hackett. I I, I don't ever remember really a lot of people mentioning that name. It's LaFleur as the play caller in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. So they got the opportunity. I'm just saying regardless of how you view the hiring process, the legitimacy of it or not, I'm selling, and again, I don't know if that's the direction he's going in. We'll hear what he has to say. He's about to walk up to the podium here. But maybe you you can sell that as, hey, this is a, a clean slate. And it makes sense to kind of look outside the box at your offense because Pete Carmichael's used to call in place. Again, this isn't about him. The, the reports are he's going to stay in the organization, just not as OC. And it's because it's not going to be Sean Payne's offense. It can't be. A, he's not here. B, you don't have Drew Brees. That offense worked because you had Drew Brees. That offense worked the way it did because you had the components of Sean and Drew. So who are you? Here's a chance to sort of create that identity. And I don't know how many offensive coordinators have been offered a chance to be an offensive coordinator and kind of sort of create your philosophy and culture. A lot of times head coaches are offensive-minded. Like, for example, Nathaniel Hackett. He he is going to be the head coach. He's an offensive coordinator. He's been hired for the offensive mind. He likely will call the plays. He was going to hire an OC. But again, that OC is second in play calling to Nathaniel Hackett. Same is going to be done with Mike McDaniel. Same is going to be done with Kevin O'Connell. They both will hire offensive coordinators. Both of their offensive coordinators will do what they are being told by those head coaches who have been hired for their offensive minds to call plays. With the Saints, whoever it is, I'm making the case for enemy, but whoever that is, you could essentially be given the keys. Go with your philosophy. What quarterback... Do you think best fits that philosophy? That's a rarity. A lot of times you inherit players. I mean, a lot of these new coaches are inheriting players. Now, maybe you're hiring these coaches, hoping they work well with Tua and McDaniels. Kirk Cousins with O'Connell. Hackett with whoever their quarterback is. They're ready to move on from Teddy Two Gloves. So you're hiring those guys doing that. Like, like Eber Flues. Very similar to this. He's a defensive-minded guy. You have Justin Fields. Probably go get an offensive coordinator that you think will help develop Justin Fields. So it'll be interesting to see how Dennis Allen views this. And I'm sure it's been talked about with the organization. What the vision is. And also how to build that philosophy. And, and how to move forward with it. And I think that's the thing that's really going to stand out to me. Which is why I, I, I think it would just be a home run hires on, on both ends, elevating Chris Richard, Southern Boom, however you want to talk about it since he had the Legion of Boom. And look, this is a chance. Eric, 
Everyone says any offensive guy. More importantly, to Rod Walker's point, as he brought up back in hour number one, his name, not only when it's mentioned as a prospective head coaching candidate, but it's also always tied in one way, shape, or form within a sentence or two on how respected he is by its by the league players. Would a hire like him perhaps pique interest on free agents that maybe wouldn't look at coming to the Saints if, and again, it's no offense to him, Pete Carmichael or others. Maybe that's the realization the organization has made, which is why Pete's not going to be the offensive coordinator. Again, no offense to him. Guy's been a part of an offense that's been incredible. But, and, and, I'm, and I'm, not, I'm not even saying that this would happen, but is Russell Wilson or some of these other bigger name possible quarterbacks you can trade for free agent ones more inclined to play for Eric Bieniemy than, say, Pete or, or somebody else? That, that's why I'm just wondering if that's not maybe the way. Now, again, Eric may be like, dude, you didn't hire me. I'm not going to be your offensive coordinator. I want to be a head coach. And maybe your, your, your way to go back on that is, dude, come here. Show that this is your offense. This is your way you do it. You're gone next year. I mean, I, I don't know if you want that as an organization, but maybe that's that opportunity. It's not Andy Reid making the calls. It's not anybody else. It is Eric the enemy. Now we got a couple of other responses on Twitter. How about Joe Brady? I don't know about Joe. That's just me. He's not a quarterback's coach over there in Buffalo. Um, I just think that's what I would maybe go in. A offensive coordinator that has experience, either under an offense that has scored a lot, or one that's actually been making calls, and has put a lot of yards, development of quarterback, that'd probably be another thing for me. Um, That's kind of where I would go, to be honest with you. And it's not that I haven't got like a longer list of names. I think I just, I just think of it and go, man, not only as a franchise, you're showing progression, you're showing opportunity, but they make sense hires. It's not just, hey, hire to hire. I think these are two, I mean, it would be a heck of a staff, man. I just honestly believe that. And be interested to sort of see. I think it, it kind of is a little rejuvenation and a little juice, right, to it as well. I don't know. But we'll hear what Dennis Allen has to say. We'll have all of that sound on tomorrow's show as we break it down. As Again, he's still talking and no doubt talk about his vision and where maybe this franchise is going to go with the assistance and things of that nature. So I'm interested to see. Over the next couple of days, I can't imagine you, you wait too long on that on the staff news because you got to start thinking about where you're going to be going here, as it is Super Bowl Sunday. And of course, the, the weeks start to count down to March and start a free agency in a new league year, right? One of the other things that I wanted to pass along here as well was the Alvin Kamara news. The mugshot's been released. Amy Justa, the Picayune and the Advocate has requested for what was denied the release of the video since it is 
per Vegas police, still an ongoing investigation. But this was Jeff Darlington earlier this morning on his thought into Camaro News. Well, Laura, pretty disturbing um, news coming out of Las Vegas today. The Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department saying that they do have video surveillance that does show Alvin Kamara involved in this fight uh, that occurred Saturday early morning. And then it was the next day after the Pro Bowl that police met him at the stadium and ultimately took him into custody. This was a situation where Alvin Kamara was seen on this surveillance, punching man approximately eight times before Kamara's friends then proceeded to stomp on him several more times. This all according to uh, the police department and according to the video surveillance that they claim to have. So uh, tough news for Alvin Kamara and certainly um, the New Orleans Saints as they try to look into this matter. No one has commented from Kamara's side or from the Saints side at this point. Quick break. When we come back, a couple of cuts have come in. We'll have that for you. Dennis Allen's opening statement. His thoughts on Sean Payton and the fans. We'll play that next on ESPN New Orleans. New Orleans Pelicans basketball is on the air. Pump fake. Bounce feed to Jonas. Up top, B.I. Straight away three. Bucket. Bucket! Good! Rumble, young man! Ball game! Hi, this is Todd Graffinini. Join John DeShazer and me as the Pelicans take on the Miami Heat. Thursday at 6.30 p.m. on ESPN 100.3 New Orleans. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Thibodeau Regional Health System was recently named one of the nation's 50 top cardiovascular hospitals by IBM Watson Health. This award for delivering the best quality and most cost-effective heart and vascular care is important. Why? Because high-quality heart care close to home is not only convenient, it's life-saving. When it comes to matters of the heart, choose the experts at Thibodeau Regional. Hi, I'm Nichols Head Football Coach Tim Rebo. Winning a football game starts with a great game plan. And so does fighting pests. Terminex will protect your home and business from termites, roaches, mice, and even mosquitoes. Call the local team, Dan and Billy Foster, at Terminex of Homa. They will draw up a winning game plan to tackle your pests. Terminex is a proud supporter of Nichols Athletics. He's like to sing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Dennis Allen continuing to speak a few minutes ago when he was introduced to the podium. He had this to say, opening statement. Wow, that's some tough stuff to follow right there. Um, uh, listen, I, this is this is just a tremendous day for, for me and, and my family. Uh, we're, we're obviously uh, totally ecstatic about having the opportunity to be the next head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Um, I want to thank Mrs. Benson, Mickey, 
Dennis Lausha, the search committee, Kai, Jeff, Michael. Um, I appreciate the the thoroughness of the search and and yeah, because I think it was a little over six hours to be honest with you, Mickey. But um, but uh, man, I appreciate and understand the decision that you had to come to. And I know the magnitude of that decision. I know how important it is to this organization and really to this city. Uh, and, and I don't take that responsibility lightly, and I appreciate the fact that you chose me uh, to lead this organization. Um, being a football coach takes a lot of time away from your family. Um, there's a lot of ups and downs that go along with being a football coach. I wish it was all uh, roses, but it's not always that way. And so there's a lot of things that... Um, you know, your family has to deal with. Uh, and for me to be standing here today, I wouldn't have been able to do it without my family. Um, so I appreciate uh, my wife, Allison, uh, my son, Garrison, my daughter, Layla. Uh, thank you so much for always being there uh, and encouraging me and, uh, and, and really just, you know, going through this roller coaster ride of what it means to be an NFL football coach. Um, I've had an opportunity to work with a lot of great head coaches. Uh, throughout my career, every single one of them has had uh, a huge impact on me, uh, me as a person, me as a man, uh, and me as a football coach. And I want to thank all of those guys for um, being there for me and, 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 and teaching me, me what it really is to, to, be a, to be a coach. I have a few more cuts here to get to in a quick sec. I see Uncle Earl has decided to chime into the conversation. Earl, how are you, dude? Hey, Goose, I've been busy all day today, man. How's mm-hmm. it going, Goosey? Doing well, man. What you got? Hey, Goose, I agree with you. Man, look, now we got D. Allen, uh, which I, I'm super happy, man. You think we can get uh, Biannimi for offensive coordinator? And then um, is Dennis Allen still – I mean, I loved him as our, as our D guy. Can he still kind of run that too, or, or is it going to be the – the head coach is going to have to fulfill that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm waiting to see what he has to say on that. I, I'm trying to talk at the same time and, and cut some sound, but I, I'm going to have all of that tomorrow. The reports last night and today are that likely Ryan Nielsen or Chris Richard could be elevated to defensive coordinator and somebody other than P. Carmichael will be the offense coordinator. That, that's what everybody was reporting. So uh, does he address like that it. just now? I don't know. I'm, I'll, I'll hear it as soon as I done talk. So, um, hey, hey, Goose, I don't want ahead. to bring up no negative, no negativity today, but uh, it, it, it's man, it ain't looking too good for Camaro right now. You just don't want to speculate a whole lot about that deal. You know? uh, I, I think you need both sides. I, well, the video is going to be, you know, telling a lot of times, as you've seen in past situations with other NFL players, the uh, the video right. can be hard to to go with it. But you know what? Look, at the end of the day, Earl, he'll have his day. In court, and he'll get a chance to defend himself. So we'll see. Uh, worst so, case scenario, uh, some t- well, I hope not no time goose, but then I hope not uh, a six game suspension by the NFL, which can come down to it with the uh, contact rule, right, Gus? Uh, maybe easy, I don't know. Easy, easy, yeah. So we'll we'll not. see. Well, again, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 goose. Good. Uh, uh, on a, on a on a brighter note, with your with your boy McCullen. Uh, it seems like he's been in a, he's been at Portland forever, man. Is he like 30, 31, 32 years old? I really don't know the 30. guy's age. No yeah, he's a little north, a little north of thirty. Um, 
I think it's it's the right fit right now for this time to, uh, again, show everybody you're in on Willing. Help immediately the talent that you have on the floor. And then eventually when he who shall not be mentioned gets on the court, it should actually help him here as well. So He's a, he's a hell of a shooter, Goose. Man, yeah. man, he's been a good shooter for all them years, man. Yeah. I, again, I, I think it's it's a, it's hard for me to say it's not a good move. If that makes sense. And and then if we get Zion back, man, shit, guy's the limit with this team, man. I hear you. Thank you, Earl. Appreciate the phone call, bud. Have a good week, Goose. Yep, for sure. Here's Dennis Allen on you who The city of New Orleans is one of the more passionate and energetic cities in all of the world. I love this fan base. Um, I want our team to mirror this fan base. I want our team to have the same passion and energy that I, that this fan base has. Um, I can tell you this, our team is going to be tough. Our team is going to be smart. And our team is going to be highly competitive. And we're going to play with a passion and an energy that our opponents are either un, unwilling or unable to match. And that's what the New Orleans Saints are going to be about. I like that. I like that phrase. That's a t-shirt, huh? Unwilling, unable to match. I love that. Play with passion. Look, um, we'll, we'll see what happens moving forward with the rest of the staff. And we will see. This team can, um, continue its winning ways. I don't think they're that far away, folks. I honestly don't. At the very least, from being a playoff team. We'll have much more as Dennis Allen continues to speak on a lot of the different situations and things. Obviously, he had uh, some thoughts on Coach Payton, and obviously he's going to be asked questions about his staff and and moving forward with his philosophy. So we'll address all of that and more tomorrow on Wednesday's show. Pelicans taking on the Rockets tonight, game one of a six-game homestand. Next game will be Thursday. Andrew Lopez saying earlier in the show, depending on when that trade call comes in, we may see C.J. McCollum as early as Thursday, if not a weekend debut, but it will be soon. 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock tip-off right here in your home for Pelicans basketball. Pels and Rockets, I will see you tomorrow. Matt Moscona, now the further review is next on ESPN World.